The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good morning, Southern Middle Tennessee. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, and I'm back from vacation. Although, (laughs) I will say that you guys did a great job. I was listening as much as possible, but the internet in the mountains is not ideal when there are 37,000 people there. So, there's that. But I'm happy to be back here in Columbia, where it is a beautiful Tuesday morning, blue skies, and I woke up this morning and asked Alexa what uh, what the weather was, and she said snow, and I looked outside, and I was like, wait, what? Wow. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Where, 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 was, she still where in, was, was she still in Gatlinburg? <laughs> she said Nashville, and I was confused. So Was um, there snow? There was not snow, it was blue skies. I looked out the window and I was like, that, that's blue skies. I don't know what she's talking about, but okay. Wake up, Alexa, wake up. I think up. my next question would have been, Alexa, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was wild. Oh, man. Welcome back in if you if, if we lost, uh, if you heard some music randomly after in the, that a Ron Jordan slight segment. delay, a slight delay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, life. it's the world of the 2020. It is. It is. It's not even that bad. It's not that bad. You know, like everything else, turn it off, turn it back on. That's right. (laughs) That is the extent of my IT knowledge. You can get a job as an IT tech. Yes. We know that. He's had one. Oh, for an absolute fact, we know that. Yes. Well, he's had one, so. I've had one. (laughs) I wasn't necessarily referring Uh, to you. I know exactly to whom you were referring. That's okay. Yeah, so it's uh it's been a, a heck of a weekend. I leave and y'all get Gus Malzahn fired and mm-hmm. I come back and y'all get Clark Lee hired at Vanderbilt. Yep. It's just it's been a crazy ride. Maybe I should leave more often. It's a lot more fun when <laughs> maybe not. It's a lot of action. Oh man. That was uh it was interesting for sure. Oh, without question. It was um it was really nice to have John Bryce from footballscoop.com on yesterday to discuss all of that and kind of get us recalibrated toward Clark Lee just in time for it to get announced because um he I, he I, foreshadowed I, that hire. Huh? Yeah, and and, and I, I didn't really see that one coming, but um you know, apparently that was the call of the powers that be, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming either because we talked about offense being kind of on the forefront of the mind. But, hey, maybe maybe he said, I got a great offensive mind coming with me. Our brows did just step down. <laughs> as as coach at Mount Vernon High School in Texas. Yeah. Just saying. Saw that. I thought maybe he was stepping down so he could take the – Liberty job once Hugh Freeze gets the Auburn gig. Yeah, that's not happening. We'll talk about all that college football stuff on the other side of the top of the hour. 
We have a ton of high school stuff that we need to get to in the first hour here. But we do have a great show for you. We'll talk to Charles Pulliam in the next segment. I'm sure we will talk about the same thing you guys talked about yesterday briefly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Will Hester hire over at Ravenwood. And we'll also have Return some... Return of the Mac. That's what we should have <laughs> played yesterday. Played. We yep. play that song a lot on here. We, like we should have played that. Um, and then we got some high school hoops. You went to... A game last night, I know, I had some other games around the area. Uh, college football, of course, in that second hour. We'll talk NFL because apparently last night there was some – apparently it was the best game in the history of the NFL, according to Twitter. And, of course – I mean, it was just I going nuts. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I was watching Operation Christmas Drop on Netflix. So. <laughs> There's that. Hashtag priorities. I mean – what are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, we'll talk some NFL, more college football, tons of, tons of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun to get back on track, I guess. But I guess the first thing we should probably do, Mo, mm-hmm. is ask you how you're doing. I'm good. How was your morning? It was, it was all right. I'm good. You know, I um, heard you talk about your bacon guy for the last month or so, and... He exists. He does exist. Um, so, like, as we've said, Chris was on vacation for the last few days. So, I'm coming back home from a from a basketball game on Friday night. I get a text. Have you got a cooler? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's like, put it out on your porch. My bacon guy's going to come by. And I'm like bacon Santa. Yeah, yeah, the bacon fairy. You know, you, <laughs> was was you, this you, on a phone call? No, no, it was this on was a text? a text. Yeah, it was a text. And did you just send back what it, question mark? I think I did actually. <laughs> it's like you know, put an empty cooler out on the porch, and when you wake up in the morning, there will be bacon mm-hmm. in it. I'd love to do that on a regular basis. The bacon but, fairy. Yeah, yeah, but sure enough, I put an empty cooler out on the porch, and when I got up the next morning, there was bacon in it. <laughs> So, <laughs> who knew Christmas came early? So, I guess basically what happened was I forgot that I was going to be on vacation when I ordered this bacon, <laughs> and uh, and so I get a text from my bacon guy. Uh, my Corey, bacon it's, guy, it's, it's Corey Smith, Smith Smith Farms. Don't, gi- don't give away your no. Nah, I I mean, unless you need to put, pump them, get yeah, more business. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm well, doing let's, here. Let's try it. Before we pump, oh, you've had it before. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Smith Farms. Yeah. Out in, oh yeah, Smith I'll, t- Farms. I'll take your word. Where is it? Uh, out in he lives in Petersburg. I think Smith Farms is out in that way. He's he's the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 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 Fayetteville guy. The yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, I met Heath and Craig last night. Did you? Yeah. That that was fun. Um. So yeah, I, I just I, I said, hey man, are do you have a cooler or a cooler bag? And can I have my bacon guy drop off the bacon at your place? He said yes. <laughs> Because who turns down bacon? That's right. And then he's like, is this like moonshine? Is he running bacon in the middle of the night? Uh, it's it's It was crazy. But it's a new so, show on Discovery Channel. Have you seen Moonshiners? But, oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to have a, a bacon bacon run. <laughs> bacon runners. Bacon runners. <laughs> who is that guy? Not Jim Tom, but who's who's the, the young? Uh, tweeter. No. Is it, um, Killer Bees is on the show. The comedian. I've not seen it movies. in the last few years, but um, it's been running on Discovery lately. Yeah, uh, I've I've called it uh, 
as I, as I lay down to that's my going to sleep. Nah, I got show you. one of, one of the going to sleep shows. There's one there's one guy on there who gets he he can't decide whether he wants to go legit or whether he wants to continue going to uh, jail. Basically, it's not I, tickle, is it? <laughs> yes, tickle. tickle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, because his mentor did go legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy who was a part time volunteer fireman yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he wears the overalls with no shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's a look. Uh huh. Hey. Hey, it fits. Reminds me of my summer baseball team. We had vests that we would wear T-shirts under, yeah. you know, or and they didn't uniform, want to wear and they didn't. Want, and they like, can we just wear the vest? I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> you know, unless you're cut like Ted Klazuski, you can't. No, no, either. Can't. <laughs> we are not the Larry the Cable guys. No, that is, that is not no, our team no. name. <laughs> no, that's funny. I don't care who you are. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, where were we? Uh, just, you know, talking about vacation recap and whatnot, but yeah, I, I had a great time and it was, it was a lot of fun. Didn't get to rest as much as I'd like, but I would like to say hello to the Lacey family from Columbia, Tennessee, who I got to watch on family feud. <laughs> How old was that? I have no idea. Did they win? Um, uh, they did win the first time. They did yeah. not win the second okay. game, but, uh, That's... yeah, Mr. Biznalicious. <laughs> did they win the big money? I think they did win the 20 Garion that one time. Nice. So, congrats, Lacey family. Yeah, there you go. To the Lacey family here. Kudos in, to the Lacey family Columbia. here in Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you get your pancakes? We did eat, eat some pancakes okay. at Flapjacks, but. Uh, so, who was, who was it on your Facebook that was downing down in pancakes? What is that about? Hey, man, that guy's a alderman out in. Clay, Alabama. Who knows? Goofy. Clearly, haters. First night we get there, we go to the grocery store. We bought some biscuits. We bought some some eggs. We bought obviously just just because I mean the 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 condo had a full kitchen. Got a kitchen, full size kitchen. Sure. So we're like, why go out for breakfast all the time when we can have breakfast right here? So we did that, but you don't want to do that the entire you vacation. Can't, you can't do that the entire vacation. You can't wash dishes who wants to mm-hmm. wash dishes the whole time so we didn't do that we um we, we did buy a red velvet cake though like a whole cake we just <laughs> ate that throughout we didn't buy dessert anywhere we just came home and ate red velvet cake that's a good move smart 10 bucks yeah, for the cake and instead of 10 bucks for per dessert per dessert yeah that's, that's fairly <laughs> so solid it's 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 you know thinking ahead thinking ahead that was fun uh but yeah that and then of course the alamo steakhouse if you've not been there pigeon for and Gatlinburg. We went to Gatlinburg because our hotel are kind of like when you get into Gatlinburg, you turn left like at Old Red, so you kind of go up that way. Well, obviously, if you don't, if you are trying to get out of town, it's hard to do. Good luck. Yeah. So Alamo and Flapjacks were right there before we got into Gatlinburg, so we were like, well, we'll just eat here, so we don't have to deal with traffic. Because <laughs> again, thinking ahead, mm-hmm. we did that. Great steak, twenty ounces of porterhouse, and it was beautiful. But God, I cannot imagine twenty ounces of meat. It, yeah, you can. No, no, I can't. Um, it really, I mean, it was it was tough to eat, but the fillet side for sure was just. I, I could. I took my fork and just just pulled it. Apart. Just pulled it apart. It was it was a thing of beauty. Pulled beef as opposed as opposed to pulled pork. It was amazing. But 
<laughs> All right, we got to get to Charles Pulliam, but before we do that, let's hand out some hardware. Oh, yeah. I like that music, JP. That's a good one. Your End to Win Life Team of the Week, presented by Custom Stone Handlers. Went 2-0 last week and had a big victory over Christ Presbyterian Academy. How about the Columbia Academy boys basketball team? Two wins. A couple big on wins. Back to, back-to-back nights. Which is tough to do. Yeah. In hoops. So. Yeah. Especially when, when one of them is a really good, tough game. A tough really opponent. tough game. Yeah. Um, so they beat um, Zion 71-34 on Friday night out at Zion. And then, like you said, turned around and defeated visiting CPA 88-83 on Saturday night. Really impressive performance by them. Um, held on despite a 35-point fourth quarter by CPA. Mm. For the victory, but they were up by twenty-one, going in twenty-three at the start of the fourth. So, well done. Weathered the storm down the stretch. Will Jackson with twenty-two in that win. Um, big game for them early in the year. You know, confidence builder. Congrats to the Bulldogs. And seven and zero on the season. They play at home tonight against Middle Tennessee Christian. Moving right along, our Covenant Technology Player of the Week is Landon Andrews out of Kalioka. 31-point performance uh, in the Warriors' loss to Perry County, but he continues to be their guy. He's got to, he, he's got to uh, take over games a little bit more because he is their guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he will continue to do that. And Chris Murdoch, the Fayetteville coach, um, spoke with him last night at the Columbia Central game. Very complimentary of Kalioka and of Andrews. Um, Fayetteville beat Kalioka 47-46 on Friday night down at Fayetteville. So, but um, apparently Landon's going to be a guy to watch this year. I think he will. And our Patio West Scholar Athlete of the Week out of Columbia Central, Josie Parks. Junior guard. Um... She pretty much is Columbia Central's Landon Andrews. Um, had 23 points last night um, against Fayetteville in the game we'll be talking about later on. But, um, yeah, she's she's kind of the catalyst for them. I wouldn't necessarily want to say they go as she goes, but she's, she sets the tone for that Lady Lions team. All right, when we come back, we have Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald High School Hoops in the third segment. In the second hour, if you want to get in the show, 931-381-1017. That's 931-381-1017. You can call or text us. We'll be talking the college football, NFL, and all that and more. Again, Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming up on the bottom of the hour... Here on this beautiful Tuesday morning in Columbia, Tennessee. I like that song, JP. Solid. Christmas rapping. I don't hear any rapping, but okay. Well, it's the instrumental bump version. Gotcha. Yeah. I forgot to tell you guys, and I keep saying all the things that we got coming up, but it is Top 5 Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Top 5 Tuesday and top, Top 5 today is... Homemade cookies because apparently you guys had some snickerdoodle cookies. We did. We did. I think there might be still some out there. I might need to go check. Mm, there may. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But right now we welcome in, as we do each and every week on Tuesday, members of the Williamson Herald. This week we get Mr. Charles Pulliam. Charles, welcome into the show. How's it going? Not bad. Thanks for having me again, guys. Mr. Pulliam. Is everyone in East Brentwood still celebrating the return of Will Hester? <laughs> I think uh, I think that celebration is going to go on until well, probably through the football season this coming year. <laughs> yeah, you know, Man. and I hesitate to make a lot out of it just because it's not like folks were ready to have Matt Daniels gone or anything like that, but just the, the run that Will had when he was at Ravenwood and, and just the way he's gone about his business the whole time, I think has really endeared him to a lot of folks. Oh, definitely. And just, I mean, beyond Ravenwood too, to be able to start that, that Nolensville program and still see the success kind of carrying on there as well through Paul Derrick. I mean, it's the resume that you take a peek at and, you, and you're just, you're kind of blown away because <laughs> he's found success everywhere he goes. Even there in Alabama, he found success there as well. And, you know, that's the team he's taken up. Um, they were scheduled to play Brentwood Academy again this year. I know they played him last year with BA going down there. So he just finds some of that talent that he knows and, and always just expands on it and, I mean, you said it about Coach Daniels there at Ravenwood. I mean, this is a guy who stepped in and really kind of helped elevate that program, even though it was right near the top. And I know he uh, he just opened up on social media uh, yesterday a little more about the family side of things and the reason why he really wants to step down a little more. And, you know, there was a lot of other little stuff going on there, I think, too, but family first for sure. And uh with him stepping down, I mean, you couldn't have a better choice of going right back into a Will Hester-led spot. I was just amazed at the clandestine process and the the quickness with which everything fell together for them. Uh, like I said on the air last night, when you can say this uh, yesterday, when you can say this guy's leaving. This is his replacement. Let's go. All in one fell swoop. I mean, 
it doesn't get any better than that for an administration, I don't think. No, no. And that's, I mean, I really, you can't plan it out much better. And that's, even if it's trying to line up that way and, you know, talking to Coach Hester, guys like that, it's not like they were actively seeking out. The time just kind of found it, found a way really quickly there. It's like, well, you know, I could, I could do this and oh, it's open now. Okay. Well, let's try it. And next thing you know, well, let's be announced and let's make it official. <laughs> and, and um, as he, as Will was saying yesterday, you know, in this era of COVID and he's got aging parents there in Brentwood and that kind of thing, he was really feeling mm-hmm. like he wanted to get back up this way and what better way to do it. No doubt. No doubt. Going back to the spot, um, that, that's going to need someone like a will, I think, to, to take over after, after Matt's leaving. I mean, this is a program that has kind of found some, some success consistently going back to the Will Hester days. And, uh, you know, this year, even though making it to the quarterfinals, you know, not making it out of the quarterfinals and falling to falling, you know, short of, of advancing into those final teams of the year, uh, it, it was kind of a, a weird feeling for the Ravenwood program to not make it as far as they've been used to the last five or six years. And uh, there's still a lot of success making to the five, six, eight quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that Region 7, 6A going to be like next year? Oh, man, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. And then toss in a guy like a Will Hester to come into a program like that. Granted, there's there was some, uh, you know, losing some, some key figures there for this Ravenwood team, but um, he's going to have, he's going to attract probably people to, to potentially come there as well. But at the same time, <laughs> trying to wrap my head around what that, that entire uh, region's going to look like, I, I really, I have some, have some trouble, man. I mean, you're gonna I have, have you're gonna have four <laughs> state championship coaches in that region, <laughs> and eight state championship uh, appearances in the last five years. Yeah, all in one single region. So that's uh, insane. It, it it's just oh man, it's it's tough. I really hope we could do some some somewhat normal summerish kind of thing, right. season seven on seven, season jamboree, season things like that. Cause I think everyone's going to want to know a little more about what it's going to look like beyond paper. <laughs> and, you know, as we sit here and we talk about the four championship, we're not even talking about Donnie Webb and Franklin. Right. No, no, no. And look what, I mean, look what he did this year. That was, that was such a fantastic run for that program. Kind of on, on heart kids too, you know, dual athlete guys like Connor Bevan, Taylor Spierto. Um, Spierto was, was the man. I mean, he did, he did everything. He missed maybe one or two snaps a game, but he was the, uh, the, I mean, everything. He had special teams from defense to, uh, and then became a standout receiver late in the season as well. So, um, coach Webb, uh, we've always known him for his defense, but he, uh, <laughs> He had a pretty good offensive team there, too. We're speaking with Charles Pulliam from the Williamson Herald. Um, Charles, shifting gears, basketball has been kind of um, start and stop, hit or miss up that way, has it not, with with um, all of the pandemic-related issues? Oh, definitely. And that's, I'm looking at the, you know, it's mid-December here, and – I still have a lot of teams I haven't even seen in person yet. And, 
that uh, that says a lot really about the year, but uh, it's just, you know, this is one of those weeks with exams where you don't have the big Tuesday matchup, but you know, there's a lot on Friday that's going to go, that's going to happen. So I'm kind of excited about getting out there and seeing a little more in the next, uh, you know, this, this week for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just been a very, like you said, stop and go trying to figure out like uh, planning for this game and then realizing, you know, we're going to drop the girls, everything's moving forward or we're taking a pause. Those things are happening often here. And uh, I mean, to be expected, I would think, but uh, you know, I'm hoping Friday we could have a somewhat normal Friday night and, you know, maybe make it to a game or two here. Yeah. Um, Summit girls are down right now. Brentwood boys are down. Is that right? Yep, those are the ones I got right now. Hmm. Man, yeah, that's 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 just <laughs> tough to think about. You know, when you're when you're trying to put together a, a season, even you know after last year, knowing that everything kind of went haywire at the end, you know, you're you're trying to just get some games in, and here we are, you know, just before mm-hmm. Christmas break and Christmas classics and tournaments and everything, and and now you're trying to trying to decide whether or not you're going to play the one game or the, or find a, find a, uh, a replacement or whatever. Are you hearing anything from coaches about that? Are they just, are they trying to, to find replacements or are they just kind of wait till the next, wait till next semester? Yeah. You know, I think there's a little mix going on there right now. Um, in terms of, uh, just thinking a little bit on along, along the lines of, I think early on, even going back a couple weeks, it's like, we're going to get in as many games as we can. Okay, that canceled. Give me something. I'll play Wednesday night. It doesn't matter. Just just make it a game. And, you know, we kind of saw some of that early on in the football season before things kind of just found a way. I feel like week to week, you'd have a couple of those hard misses here and there. But I think mid-season, you know, weeks four, five, six, even seven, you know, finding finding the, the traction you needed out of those was really, uh, it was very frustrating. I know it was even more frustrating for kids and coaches. I think on the basketball side there, they've experienced that wave of things already. And I know at least one coach I talked to was a little, you know, apprehensive and trying to push games out, especially in this December. Um, he wants to really just, he'd love to just practice. You know, it's it's good practice. Maybe throw in one game a week or something like that, but no need to be pushing things and really hit the fan in January and, and uh, hope that things can calm down through Christmas and, uh, you know, the less people you see through the holidays, maybe a little better too. So it, it is a, a very unique and constantly changing situation, man. It is, uh, it is tough. I don't, I don't envy those guys and trying to follow them. Uh, has been a challenge (laughs) you know and it's not just basketball either i think um independence has had a wrestling tournament that was limited to eight teams i think centennial is going to a tournament up at beach this weekend that um a wrestling tournament up there that's been limited to eight teams that has usually been Mm -hmm. twice that you know um the the uh, impact is over there Mm -hmm. Um, same thing about eight teams yeah, so you're you're kind of limiting the competition there, and and a lot of teams are kind of um, finding themselves on the outside looking in. All of a sudden, they thought they were going to be in a in a tournament, and then 
the field is being cut and and so some folks aren't getting in the work that they would like to get in so it's it's um it's a wide ranging issue obviously mhm mm-hmm. and that yeah you mentioned the uh the wrestling side of things there and that's you know I've, uh, trying to follow as much as you can seen some good things out of teams like Fairview and Nolensville and you know, I was wondering how Nolensville was going to do with the new coach stepping in, and here you got to see Coach Peck on the on the other side of things. Huh? <laughs> how about that, <laughs> Josh Peck, former yeah. Ravenwood and Nolensville coach, now officiating. Oh and man, that was um, it's pretty amazing. When I walked in down at Franklin a couple of weeks ago, and he was working the mats for the um, the tri match with Summit and Spring Hill. Um, <laughs> Shout shout out to the Cougars. Went up to Clarksville, won a big Clarksville Slam Fest, one of the um top mm-hmm. duels tournaments in the area typically. Um did a um defeated Beach in the semifinals, I think, of that one. So um mm-hmm. big big win. That was for- actually yeah, I was trying to plan out my Saturday and I don't I don't know if I'm gonna go check out the beach one or maybe go to Brentwood Academy. I think it'll probably be Brentwood Academy because they got a more bigger grouping of uh local schools there and obviously it's at Brentwood Academy but Beach is a little closer to the house now you that's know. what I thought yeah <laughs> yeah um who all is going to be at um Brentwood Academy uh well the Bruins of Brentwood I think Fairview and Franklin um and Page and maybe Indy as well I think off the top of my head I think they got like Indy West and Oakland as a couple teams coming from outside as well but a big Wellington County contingent there for yeah. sure. Well, Centennial and Summit are both going up to Beach along with Clarksville, Harpeth, Hendersonville, Lebanon, Rossview, mm-hmm. and the host Buccaneers. So, like you said, not quite as heavy a um, a Williamson County contingent up there, but closer to the house. Closer to the house, and actually, a couple teams that uh, you know are right right near right near the top. If you like, Summit's coming off a, a big. Big uh, that he, they did win that indie duel last week, mm-hmm. so uh, you know it's hearing good things from Coach uh, Pete Miller. I know where we picked the wrestler for our annual Gateway Tire Athlete of the Week, so uh, that'll be coming out a little later today. <laughs> oh, so we're not going to break any news, then, huh? Oh, we could break it. I mean, we got to go. The junior one hundred twenty pounder Jackson Masters of Summit is uh, the Gateway Tire male male athlete of the week. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, congratulations to him. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's uh, unbeaten on the year so far, and I think he went five and zero last week. Okay. We we've been talking about how good that summit program, that summit wrestling program, has has gotten under Coach Miller. So, really proud to see their continued success for sure. Um, oh, again, yeah, able to reload year in and year out. It seems like exactly hey, reloading is uh, the name of the game, especially in high school. It's hard to do sometimes because I mean. The good thing is they are Williamson County especially mm-hmm. has a lot of young wrestling programs where you know you, you can start wrestling pretty early and and learn the techniques and whatnots and and these these coaches are involved in those as well. So and it's really and cool. while you can pick it up at an older age, you know there's no substitute for mat time. There's exactly. just not. So um, the the young and it is. Go ahead. It, it's neat. It's neat to see some of those those football guys making the effort in here. I mean, you know, we've talked in Summit here. We've seen a lot of Ryan Smith on the mats out there, but see, uh, you know, Cooper and, and uh, 
Maddox and guys like that able to get in as well. I was looking at Franklin and seeing Fisher Anderson out there. Like that's, that's all great stuff. There's so many great things in those two sports together. I don't see why most football guys are wrestling guys. And every year I talk to talk about that stuff all the time. And it's always from footwork to learning how to fall. Everything is just, it, it coincides perfectly to elevate your game on the uh, on the football field to be a wrestler. Without question, without question. Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald. Um, you can check him out on Twitter at CS Pulliam, or you can check out the Herald at WH Sports, and check out his and Joe Williams's work at WilliamsonHerald.com. Charles, appreciate you spending a little time with us this Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to uh, to to getting out there a little bit this week. I know I had I, got, I think I got plans Thursday, Friday, Saturday to be around. <laughs> That'll be good. And people are always glad to see you show up with your with your still camera and your video camera and and everything else. The multi talented Charles Pulliam. I don't know how he does it all, but it's certainly fun to watch. Well, you guys really bring in that radio side of stuff, so I'm I'm happy to do that. That's what I'd love to be doing, some play-by-play here and there, but I don't know if that's in the works right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man of many hats. <laughs> All the hats. All the hats, yeah. Charles, thanks so much once again. That's Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald. We appreciate your time as always. Hey, thanks so much, guys. We'll be in touch. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, when we come back, we'll talk high school hoops in the Southern Middle Tennessee SM-TNSports.com coverage area. When we come right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Santa Claus is coming to town. Because Bacon Claus already did. <laughs> oh, yes, man. Indeed. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. As I told you, it's Top 5 Tuesday, and we have our Top 5 Homemade Cookies on the final segment of today's show. Next here's week. A, here's the thing. You said Bacon Claus has been here. I'm not sure five pounds of bacon goes as far as you think it does. I mean... Bacon claws may need to come again between now and Christmas. 
I mean, it, it, it goes far enough for me because I don't need a whole lot. I don't eat a lot of bacon. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I don't cook it a lot. I'll have to work on that. Yeah. If you've got a bacon guy, you need to step up and learn how to You need to take full cook. advantage yeah. of a bacon guy. Yeah. yeah. Make yeah. the effort. It's a, it's a lot Make of Make the effort. effort. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. We need uh, to take, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to take some lessons from Devere is what we need to that, do. That, our, see, our guy. If, if I could cook bacon as well as Devere, I'd probably cook bacon more often. What do you do that to it? Sense. I mean, I uh, cook it. It's not that hard to cook bacon. Yeah, but if you've had Devere's bacon, it's hard to that, just eat it, regular bacon. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what this dude does to it. Uh, a friend of ours, Devere Walker. Walker. Yeah. Who we don't get to see nearly often enough, but um, he um, he elevates bacon to another level. Does he do it in a cast iron skillet? I have no I, idea. I don't what know he does what it. he does, but he brings it to bourbon night, and it's easy when you're eating bacon and drinking bourbon. It's kind of oh, they go hand in hand. Oh yeah, is it just strips of bacon? Does he yeah. crumble it? What does he? No, how no, does no. it's just strips. But just, he, I, I don't know if he does some kind of a rub. Or, okay, yeah, it's just a seasoning that he uses. Okay, so he adds uh, maybe a little spice rub on it. Maybe it's a little brown spicy. sugar. Maybe no idea. Sweet. It, yeah, 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 it's kind of sweet. A little brown sugar bacon, but maybe also garlic powder. Okay, so it's it's really really it's just fantastic. Right. So it's it's hard to kind of you know get to that point you need you need to do a little reconnaissance a little research do a little <laughs> journalism on this one a little research journalism Devere. um Listen. and find out how this uh, my my guess is this sounds like it is bait in the yeah oven. it yeah. may be yeah. yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna put some rub on it my guess is he probably fries it and then shakes it puts the rub on it then puts in the oven okay that's what, that's what we that's need to find out. That's not what he does. That's how I would do if it. If that's not what he does, that's a heck of a You need to try idea. that. <laughs> you got no excuse now. Hey, now, now we will know. Now, <laughs> we, I, I usually just air fry it because I can put it in there 400 degrees, 10 minutes, and it's perfect. But And you don't even have to turn it that way. Exactly, because yeah. it's convection, so mm-hmm. it's just constantly. You don't have to do anything. You just put it in there for 10 minutes, and when it goes ding, you take it out and eat it. Because, see, I... <laughs> See, I usually do my bacon in the oven as opposed to on the stove. Yeah. But you have to flip it, or I do flip it. I don't know you if you probably have to should, or not. yeah. But yeah. But, but yeah, no seasoning. No, no. No parchment paper? No. You should definitely use parchment paper. Just saves, saves your pan from having to be, <laughs> well, you know. It's a little late for most of my pans. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're nice and seasoned They're now, nice aren't and they? Seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. With bacon grease. You spent a lot of time working on that flavor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, I, I wanna I I want to say this because we've talked yesterday and today about the hiring of Will Hester over at Ravenwood. I, I want to extend my thoughts to Matt Daniel mm-hmm. because the reason that Matt is stepped down is because he and his wife have been attempting to um, get pregnant and they've been unable to do so. They've gone through a lot of treatment. And as someone who is married to someone who has been through those treatments, I know how difficult it can be. And I want to send my thoughts and and, and say that we are thinking about you guys, Matt and, and your wife as you guys attempt, to and I think that I think they do have a daughter, right? 
and and he pointed out that you know the the situation has made it even more important to spend time with with her and his wife and and so you know the upshot of all that is and i hesitated to get into that but since you have the upshot of all that is when people say they're getting out of coaching to spend more time with their family maybe we ought not scoff at it you never know the way we always do because you don't know what's going on in somebody else's house you're right and sometimes it's a cop out Oh, sometimes it absolutely Other is. times it's Looking not. at you, Urban Meyer. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Um, but sometimes, and, and especially at the high school level. I mean, that's these, a, that's these a time, guys don't, yeah. they don't necessarily, don't necessarily deserve that derision. Like I said, you, you just, you don't, you don't know what's going on in somebody else's house. I just know how difficult that process is and can be. And I know it's stressful and frustrating for a family. And I'm I'm glad that he is able to take the time that he needs with his family. So we're thinking about you, and uh, thank you for what you did for Williamson County Sports and Ravenwood High School. And kudos to him for saying it. Exactly, absolutely. Because it's really not anybody's. It's business. not anybody's business. It's <laughs> not. But he did put it out there, and so I wanted to just say, you know, we we appreciate what you've done while you were there and uh good luck as you know as you guys continue to work on your family yeah so enjoy that time enjoy it yeah absolutely uh, huh. once it's gone once they're out they're out <laughs> typically well you you could be like my buddy who uh who's graduating his youngest son this year and his wife is now pregnant <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't be like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Heck of a time to start over, bro. Congrats. Oh, I gosh. Guess. Sorry, second verse, same as the first, right? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, as, we, as we move on here, talking about some high school athletics, uh, obviously I was not at any games over the weekend, so tell us uh, where you were and what. What was up? Well, last night I was over at Columbia Central. Um, the Lions took on Fayetteville in a doubleheader. As I said, got a chance to hang out a little bit with um, Heath Jackson, Chris McGeehee. Is that Craig. right? Craig McGeehee from the um, the local radio station down there. They did the game. And um, they and the Fayetteville fans were a little disappointed because Columbia Central's girls, as I said, got 23 points out of Josie Parks. In a 51-40 victory, Fayetteville countered with um, 23 points from their Arkansas Little Rock signee, Zanaria Robinson, down in the paint. Um, but Central controlled this game for the most part. They were down three late in the third quarter. Park started a um, a what turned out to be a 12-0 run there at the end of the third quarter and the start of the fourth, and Central pretty well took control of the game from there. Janiah Riley and Savia Morgan, 10 points each for the Lady Lions, who improved to 7-2 and two with that victory. On the boys' side, um, 65-53 Lions. They stay unbeaten at 7-0. and um, Cam Johnson, big night. 
17 points, five threes. Q Martin with 17 points as well for the Lions. And it's crazy looking at that team because it's like everybody grew four inches from last year. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's like everybody hit a growth spurt. Yeah. And when you see long and lanky Bubba Perkins out there pressing, pressuring the ball on the perimeter and, and some of those guys, you know, it's they're a fun team to watch. And as per usual, they're going to be a force in that District 8 AAA. So that's what I saw last night. All right. Um, some other games around the area. Summertown girls played the Rogers Alabama Pirates. Pirates. The the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, both Summertown's boys and girls got wins, 72-54 in the boys game and 60-36 for the Lady Eagles in that one. Summertown led by Haley Jones, 15 points, and Riley Long's 13 Katie Burdett had 12. And uh, in the boys' matchup, Skylar Trousdale led the way with 17 points. Grayson and Gavin Burleson each had 14. And Caden Trotter added 12 for the Eagles in their win. So, big wins there for them. Also last night, a cross-county rivalry as Zion Christian traveled to Kalioka. Uh, the Kalioka girls came up with a 68-22 victory. Um, Carly Jones and Brianna Dixon, 16 points each for the Lady Warriors. Deanna Trousdale led Zion Christian with seven points. And Becca Hazard, as it was pronounced at the CA game the other night, Becca Hazard with five points for the Lady Hazard. Eagles. Hazard, yeah. <laughs> Hazard County. Yeah, well um, – Softball coach Adcox, Russ Adcox, having a little fun with the PA there. Uh, <laughs> the boys game, Kalioka 72, Zion Christian 38, Landon Andrews 20 points for the Warriors. Um, Hayden Headley, the Martin Methodist signee, with eight points to lead Zion Christian in that one. So um, tonight's schedule, we'll run through it real quick before we get to break. Marshall County is at Columbia Central. JP, uh, we, we discussed that game last yesterday. Did not, we're not clear on where it is. It's at Columbia Central. Cornersville visits Hampshire. Joe Burns will be at Santa Fe. Uh, Middle Tennessee Christian comes to Columbia Academy for a district game. Richland picked up a game. They go to Huntland and Zion Christian and Mount Pleasant, a game that was delayed earlier this year is being played tonight at Mount Pleasant WC Johnson Gymnasium so there you have it and all of that information is on the website sm-tnsports.com check it out that's correct if you missed all of it didn't have a pen ready we have it written down for you sm-tnsports.com find all of that information and more when we return we're going to talk about the college football coaching carousel as Vanderbilt has hired a college football coach and have made it official. Who's returning to the West End? We'll let you know if you do not already on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. The 
The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Five minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock here in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Chris Yow, along with Mo Patton, J.P. Plant. With you here, it is it's a great day for college football coaching hires. Might as well just hire them all today. <laughs> Made official this morning. Vanderbilt has a football coach. Actually made official last night. Was it? Yeah, about 7 or 8 o'clock. Yeah, it was, a, which yeah, it was about 7. It's always a great time to mm. break news. Yeah. It had pretty well already broken anyway. It was inevitable. Yeah, I'm glad, every, they, I'm glad they didn't wait. Uh, it, you know, yeah. that that was, you know, people knew that this was going to happen, so why wait till today to do it? Just go, hey, if he's accepted, put it out there. Right. Yeah. I don't know if anybody saw um, the tweet that Candace Lee put out of the the big anchor dropping ah. down on 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 the um, sidewalk or whatever where the guy walking. I next did not to see it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty funny. Nice. It's, it's nice to see an admi- athletic administrator with with some. Some flair and personality uh-huh. like that, and, yeah. and embracing <laughs> that's right social media and that kind of thing. So uh, that is yeah. a good sign. Check it really is mm-hmm. particularly there. Um, I, obviously, as a Vandy fan, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, but the administration, something that we've talked about, how they would do this process, I give them a, I think, an A on this. Uh, on on how they've handled it so far sure. on the the whole thing how they handled it they kept it in house they did it swiftly um, and quiet and quietly yeah. and uh, I, I give them an A which, on how they've handled it which is, is incredible considering what they've done in the past as far as quietly goes you mentioned Mo though the <laughs> Zoom thing there's no more there's no plane tracking flight tracking and that sort of thing <laughs> Zoom has certainly made things a little easier to be quiet. But that being said, this is an this is an A hire for Vanderbilt. I don't know if it's A plus, 
but I think it's a very good hire. Certainly among the better hires that they've made. You know, here's the thing. I'm still not sure Will Healy wasn't the guy, especially when you talk about the um, the preferences that Candace Lee laid out at the time that Derek Mason's dismissal was announced. They were looking for an offensive-minded guy with head coaching experience. And, <laughs> and, and just to opposite. be blunt, Clark Lee fits neither of those. Neither. <laughs> You're right. But, you know – he is homegrown, and, you know, it pains me to say this, but if you're not going to get a head coach, getting a coordinator off the Notre Dame staff probably isn't a bad way to go. No. V- Vandy doesn't poach anyone from a top-caliber program like that, assistance or otherwise. They have not done so in the past that I'm aware of. But at the same time, I mean, this isn't just any Power Five core. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and he's got he's he's a Vanderbilt graduate. Yep, he's a Nashville native. Um, it means something to him. I, you'd probably be able to answer this better than me. Is Watson Brown the last Vanderbilt graduate to serve as head coach? I believe so. Well, hopefully this turns out yep. better than that. Yep. But um. Well, you look at James Franklin. I mean, he was an assistant, but he was at Maryland. Yeah. That's not a powerhouse. That's not a blue blood. No. Yeah, he was an OC, but. Vandy. He was head coach in waiting, though. Yeah. Uh, At Maryland. Exactly. That's my point. (laughs) Vandy has never been able to get someone from a blue blood to come to Vanderbilt. To leave a blue blood in any capacity. Yeah. Most people would would stay as an assistant over a head coaching job at Vanderbilt at a blue blood. You know what? I don't know if Texas Tech would necessarily fit the blue blood. No, I, description, I, I wouldn't. But I mean, no. you know, when Steve Sloan came from Texas Tech mm-hmm. to come to Vanderbilt, I mean, that's that's the only comparable yeah. hire that and I he can left think quickly. Of. So you know, when you come up from Sloan forward, there, there's nobody else that resume-wise compares to Clark Lee. And he's been all over the place. Wake Forest, Syracuse, UCLA. South Dakota South, State. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but you know, he's it's not just one big-time college program. Yeah. You know, he's he's been at several um, Power Five schools. In South Dakota State. Yeah, so, something <laughs> something Will Healy has not. South Dakota State's nickname, go. Jackrabbits. Oh, got it. Come on now. They're great. Mm-hmm. I love those. Yeah. You got to do better than that. Some people don't know. <laughs> we do. But, yeah, um, like I said, I, I – and, you know, that's not to say that Healy would have been successful. It's not to say that Lee won't be successful. I just, I just felt like – for what was laid out, at according the to start. what, she, yeah, what she said, Healy fit that criteria better than Clark. Better and, than and Clark Lee did Lee. not does not. But uh, again, I I don't know that you can substitute for the passion of coaching at your alma mater in a program that you played in that you grew up watching that kind of thing and 
Healy didn't necessarily have that. I think I think he had an uncle that played that yeah. Chip Healy, but you know it's not like he's been involved in it at a at a granular level, as folks like to say. So. I, I think that component about the passion of playing for your alma mater, I think matters more at Vanderbilt than it does anywhere else in the SEC. Well, it probably does because he knows exactly what those guys are going through on a day-to-day basis, you know, not just on the football field, but in the classroom, on campus, that kind of thing. He knows that he knows that not everybody on that campus is in their corner, for yep. one thing. And so, you know, he's going to be able to go out and sell that program That's what in, I was a, about to in say. a way that nobody else will. That's exactly where or I was has. going. Is that you can walk into a house, you can tell a parent exactly what your child can expect. And it's not just a spiel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, it's like a coaching friend of mine used to say, I ain't telling you what I heard, I'm telling you what I know. Yep. That's right. You know, <laughs> and so – there's and there's something to be said for that, and that's going to resonate in those houses that he goes into. Absolutely, and I think he will be able to, and and will be more open to recruiting the Middle Tennessee area than some others have been. Although I will say, you know, you look at that, you look at that roster, and you know they had they had Keyshawn Vaughn from Pearl Cone, who's now with the Buccaneers. They've got Cam Johnson, who caught a touchdown pass in that Tennessee game um, from Brentwood Academy. Um, Gavin Schoenwald is also from Brentwood Academy. He's playing tight end. You know, they've they've got some local guys, Mason and and Franklin. You know, Franklin made a living right on Middle Tennessee guys, but. Um, I, I do think you're going to see that. And as you look at the caliber of football being played in this area, it makes perfect sense. No question. So, but Mo, would you say in your time covering high school football, is this the best football being played in Middle Tennessee? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. I mean, um, it's the best football being played, and you are seeing – more guys that can play at the top levels of college football than than ever and i mean it's been it's been on a constant upswing here over the last 10 years or so i think and and again i don't know i don't know if there's any one Thing that's brought it about or if it's just a combination of you know Nashville being the it city and the Titans and everything I don't I don't know what the factors are in it but yes to answer your question you are seeing more you're seeing a better product of high school football on Friday nights and and it's translating into guys having some opportunities to play at the top levels Again, when I when I was at the Tennessean covering high school sports from '09 until '14, we used to do what we called a dandy dozen, which I never really liked the nickname because the Jackson Clarion Ledger had done it for years, but they were stuck on it anyway. Who am I? And what do I know? <laughs> um, Hashtag ha- coming soon. We would have maybe three guys out of twelve that were going power five or we're getting power five looks 
when I started doing that. And by the time I left, we were leaving guys off that list mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were FBS slash Power Five type recruits. And that was just in five years. Yeah. And it's, you know, continued to go in that direction. Where does this leave other coaching searches? Now that Shane Beamer's been hired, Clark Lee has been hired, we know that Auburn has an opening, Arizona. <laughs> I don't know that what has happened here impacts any of those. No, but, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. Other than getting out ahead of those. Well, that and next week is early signing day i think early signing day is tomorrow Tomorrow. oh is it tomorrow i'm sorry yeah okay maybe that's what i was thinking from last week Uh where (laughs) yeah yeah, again um you've been on vacation that's right having having a coach in place before tomorrow is important absolutely and i think it's particularly important at vanderbilt yep which is why they so again kudos to them get them early do you think we'll see a potential auburn hire today i don't after firing a guy on Sunday, if it's if, if well, it's if it's the, Kevin Steele, then you might if if that's what you're going to do. What are you waiting on? <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Ah ha ha! Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, if uh, yeah, you're. But and maybe maybe you delay waiting for somebody else to come available. So this is what I've. This, or maybe you rethink things and say, you know, hey, Gus, you ain't spent that ten and a half mil yet, have you? Has, has it hit the bank account? Yeah. Um, How about you come on back? What if they hire Kevin Still and he hires Gus Malzahn as his offensive coordinator? <laughs> and he get and there's no offset. Yeah. So he gets the twenty one mil and and whatever and OC. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'd allow that. No, no, but. That's what I've been reading is saving this class, saving this class. I don't uh, how good. Well, here's the thing: if that class is worth saving, if that class is that important, why did you fire the guy who recruited him? Right. Maybe they're thinking the defensive side. It's it, here's it's a my curious here's my situation. If, if if Kevin Steele is the answer, he's not the. It's answer. probably a bad question. What the so here's the thing about this is, from what I understand, this could be a temporary hire. Is we're going to give you two years while we try to find the guy. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm hearing, and it just seems odd. Who what's does what's that? the rationale for that? Saving this class. Okay. All right. So you're going to just hire Kevin Steele, save this class. Go ahead and you, I mean, you have, you have the ability to give him that opportunity as a interim quote unquote head coach to if make. You're gonna, if you're actually going to call him an interim head coach, how do you send him out recruiting? I, listen, I'm just telling you <laughs> what I'm seeing. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is this is a a situation mm. where they made a decision based on one two particular boosters. Simone Eli, friend of mine from Birmingham, reporter at CBS 42, texted with Charles Barkley and said, 
are you paying Malzahn's buyout? He said, LOL, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think he is part of that, but there are two, one of which that you guys have probably seen wearing a large yellow hat at some point. Um, yeah, that's why the price of lumber is so high. They're trying to get rid of Gus Malzahn. <laughs> and the other, a businessman from Birmingham who is heading up the Kevin Steele for head coach ordeal. Well, I mean, if you're heading up the Kevin Steele for head coach ordeal, then you you better be bringing some money with you. Somebody think, somebody said he may be a a uh, a double agent. <laughs> Right, especially coming from Birmingham. Huh? Right. Yeah, okay. Suddenly it all makes sense. <laughs> so a little I, sabotage action going on. <laughs> listen, Nolly, y'all, it's a sabotage. <laughs> little beastie <Do-dum>. boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He, I, who knows? This this whole thing is insane. I don't know why you fire the guy. If you're gonna fire him, I don't know why you do it this close to the early signing day. If you're going to fire him, you have to do it before signing day. I, I mean, guess. Because otherwise, you're going to have an exodus after, and you're going to have a PR nightmare because inevitably you're not going to want to release kids, and kids are going to want releases, and it's just a nightmare. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's nuts. I, I, I think my question is, watch your firing period. Again, money. Money talks. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Twenty-one million. That talks too. Well, again, it's you know if it's not coming from anybody but your booster's pockets, it ain't your money, huh? It, I'll spend your money all you want. There we go. If you if you want if you trying to tell me how to spend it, but you're telling me, hey, I mean, whatever. CTC, cut the check. I don't know. But here's it's, th- it's nuts. Here's the thing: the whole situation is nuts. Well, well what's really nuts is. The program that you care most about. Folks are looking at what's going down on the Loveliest Village on the Plains and saying, if they can do that to a guy who went six and four, why can't we do that to a guy who's sitting here at three and six and hasn't done nearly what he did? Why? I think. You don't have two boosters willing to put up twenty million dollars. Are you sure? I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm saying like that. That's an answer. That's that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one reason why you couldn't. Two. You're only three years in. And can you afford to be four years in? If you can afford to go four years into Derek Dooley and Butch Jones, you can afford four years of Jeremy Pruitt. I, just, I don't know. I, I think maybe that maybe you can't afford to go four years of because, of because you went four years with Dooley and, and Jones. Butch had a better record. Exactly. At this point, Butch had a better record. Well, Butch also didn't have to play a 10-game SEC-only schedule either against the best of it's the It's not East. two games. That's the difference. I understand that. but I, <laughs> That's one season. All right. Take, take that ball hat off there. <laughs> I just feel like at this point Pruitt has under has decided to move forward with this season. 
and into next season. And I think he knew he had to do that in order to save his job. I think he will get next year. After next year, we can revisit. But I can't. To answer your question is, one, do we have $20 million? $20 million. Two, do you want to admit that you messed up, right? And perhaps the second more than the first. Because sure. your your AD that you hired to be the football expert, the emperor has no clothes. Well, I will be I will be excited to see who Jeremy Pruitt hires as his offensive coordinator. That will be the most important. <laughs> That's a pretty presumptive statement there. That, that will because be because that position is currently filled. How many? What did I tell you last week? He's retiring, whether he wants to or not. Okay? <laughs> you bring him into the conference room and there's a cake there. Happy retirement, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't but, but But <laughs> happy retirement, Jim. Yeah. No, no. Happy retirement, Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where I, I, I feel like that's got to happen. Otherwise, next season is is Jeremy Pruitt will not make it through mid season. He won't make it to mid season if he does not find a new offensive coordinator. That's that's period. I, you're right, um, and he he may be he may be next year's Will Muschamp if yep. if he doesn't handle this staff correctly. correctly. And there's two people that's got to go: friend and Cheney. Well, I'm told that, well, I guess it was Bryce that was John Bryce yesterday from footballscoop.com was saying Winky's probably gone. Him too. So. Those, those three probably need to be gone. You need to increase Probably T- everybody on the offensive side except T Except T. Martin. And, and Jay Graham. And T. Martin needs to be in the offensive coordinator position, but that's just me. We'll see. Why is he not? Because hmm. <laughs> Jim Cheney is <laughs> currently. You really want an answer to that? I, well, I, yeah. I think it's it's worth asking because you know I think you're he's right. he's been there before as an OC mm-hmm. and he played at this university. And apparently, he's not going to South Alabama because um, they named Kane Womack the defensive coordinator from Indiana either yesterday or Sunday. I think it's which would I think that would have been a perfect fit. Yeah, it's home. for him. Yeah. But um, well, the last time they hired a guy who was coming home didn't work out so well. Joey Johnson, it worked out okay the first couple of years, but that was about it. Well, he started. He started the program, the program right? yeah. yeah, come he on did. now, cut him some slack. I love Joey. He's over there working special teams at, at Mississippi State and and not returning folks no. as <laughs> VHS. <laughs> anyway, we got to take a break. Thanks for the music. We went 30 minutes on that segment, but it happens. When we come back, we'll talk about um, – we have the flu game. Mm. What are we going to call this one? Last night's Monday Night Football uh-huh. game. We'll get some suggestions on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Could be Today. alliterative. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and & Joint and apparently could be a sabotage. We'll be right back. 
If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Little Charlie Brown. Good stuff. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints. Bottom of the hour here in the 10 o'clock hour on Tuesday. And we took that last segment to talk about all of the coaching moves in the southeastern part of the United States. My dad asked why nobody's talking about the Coastal Carolina guy. I think everybody would like to talk about the Coastal Carolina guy, but... I think my understanding was that he was not going to make himself available for interviews until the end of Coastal season. That was... I mean... It's not good on your part if you are Jamie Chadwell, but whatever. Well, it's not, but it is because... Well, it is for your team, but it's not for you because, I mean, most people are trying to hire before this this early signing period, so who knows. Anyway. Maybe, maybe he's just trying to do the right thing. And, and kudos. I'm just saying... <laughs> As long as he doesn't mind being, and maybe he doesn't mind being in Conway, South Carolina, for I mean, another year. Terrible to there ball at go. the beach. Yeah, terrible, just awful. I mean, if you're going to be quarantined somewhere, might as well be there. <laughs> Last night, Monday Night Football was, according to Twitter, one of the greatest games in NFL history. <laughs> as I was watching Operation Christmas Drop, great movie, by the way. I'm a I'm a cheesy holiday movie connoisseur. I enjoy them. Was that on Lifetime? No, it was on Netflix. Okay. All right. it, it sounded like a Lifetime. It did sound like a Lifetime movie. Yeah. No. See, Lifetime's holiday movies are not nearly as good as Hallmark's. That's what I was going. Yes. Hallmark. Yes. So the, Same here. And I'm, Was I, that on Hallmark? You said it was Netflix. No, it's on I Netflix. I make that mistake a lot. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, isn't it all the same, Mo? Lifetime Hallmark. Well, I, no, Lifetime I mean, has like, all the serial killers. Yeah, <laughs> serial killer Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> the more dramatic. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I, I like, I like the Hallmark movies because Danica McKellar is on there a lot, and they're basically just changing uh, the names of the characters, right? Basically, it's the same. It's story. Always, it's the same storyline. Same time. story. Yeah. Yeah. But it obviously works. But Danica McKellar. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, it works, right? Grew up with a big crush on Winnie Cooper. Oh, so Winnie go. Cooper. <laughs> Underrated sitcom, by the way, Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. Great one. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I was watching that instead of Monday Night Football. And apparently, Lamar Jackson gave a whole new meaning to taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. 
See, there's controversy on that. <laughs> he claims he said in the post in the post game presser, cramps. It was cramps. Yeah, stomach yeah. cramps from not going to the bathroom. That's apparently he had an IV, had a band aid over. I'm just I'm just reporting, <laughs> Chris. I'm just reporting. Listen, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. You know, I had that exact same thought when I first heard about it. It's like, how? How does it not? I mean, there's times where you just can't. You, you can't hold it. You got to go. You got to go. <laughs> and, I mean. <laughs> I mean, never on national TV, but, you know, it's. Honestly, like, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, supposedly Lamar Jackson had cramps last night. We believe them to have been stomach cramps from needing to go to the number two. (laughs) Number eight needed to go number two, I guess. Um, And (laughs) horrible beat if you are betting last night. What was it? It it was a a three and a half. Yeah. And a safety took it to five. Justin Tucker field goal <laughs> puts it at three. And then a safety gets it to five. A fact that was not lost on Scott Van Pelt, I'm sure. Oh, it was it was a bad beat the last king night. Of the for bad sure. Beats, yeah. But wow. crazy game, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson went. It it was Probably, if it wasn't the best game in the NFL this year, it was definitely the best Browns-Ravens game probably in the history of those games. That's probably fair to say between those two. Because it's not like the Browns have been very good for a long time. No, no, they have not. So Not since the Ravens became a team. Yeah. Right. How convenient. <laughs> so, I mean, it it's pretty crazy to think that the Browns that the Browns were had a chance to eliminate the Ravens from the playoffs, not vice versa. But the Ravens with a win keep their playoff hopes alive, which stinks for the Titans because had the Ravens lost, the Titans could have clinched next week against the Lions. But nonetheless, here we are. I'm just you just it stinks. The whole thing stinks. <laughs> Like the Ravens locker room after Lamar Jackson had to go get an IV. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Were you thinking of this the whole time, the, the whole drive-in whole, this morning, how you time. can work this in? I'm just, I mean, you know. I, I never would have thought that we would devote an entire segment <laughs> to Lamar Jackson. To potty humor? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm not trying to. I'm saying that this was a really good football game, and I'm upset that we both missed it. Yeah. What What's so impressive about the whole situation is that, you know, despite missing two drives, the Ravens still, you know, were right there. Browns take the lead, and Jackson comes back and leads a a really impressive comeback. 44-yard touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown to put him back up, 42-35. You know, we've talked about Lamar Jackson having been figured out 
sometimes, you know, it, have have people figured out Lamar Jackson? I think, I think the Titans match up really well against the Ravens, and I think that's one reason that people think that Lamar Jackson has been quote figured out. Well, I think it's a lot easier for folks to think that Lamar Jackson has been figured out than maybe it is for some other quarterbacks to be determined to have been figured out. You know, I was listening to a little bit of that game as I was heading home last night from the Columbia Central game, and at one point, I think it was Kurt Warner who does color on the Westwood One broadcast with Kevin Harlan on Monday night, and he made the comment that, you know, the the Ravens' passing attack doesn't have the intricacies of other offenses. And, you know, sometimes you just listen to how certain coaches and certain players get talked about and you kind of pick up on things. And it, it's almost like, you know, what I heard when he said that was that the Ravens have dumbed their offense down for Lamar. Well, whether that's what he meant or not, whether it's true, I was about to say it may may or not be may or may not be true. We don't know. We don't get the insight that those color analysts do as fans. Well, here's my thing: whatever intricacies the Baltimore Ravens' offense does or does not have, what were they thirteen and three last year? Mm -hmm. It works. They're doing something right. You don't get to thirteen and three drawing it up in the dirt. Well. That's actually not true. Ben Roethlisberger won a Super Bowl doing it, but <laughs> there's. <laughs> I'm I literally. I, I don't know if y'all know this or not. Ben Roethlisberger literally drew up plays on the field during that Super Bowl game against, against Arizona. Arizona. Well, because when you have Santonio San Holmes and Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown. Well, you, you can, can do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but. Typically, no. Yeah. Um. You you don't. But even if you even if that's what he's doing, I mean, it's it's working more than it's not. I've always said that complicated offenses don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense in the NFL. I mean, most most of the NFL passing routes have at least one option route in there. Mm-hmm. And you have to make that you you both have to make that read if you're going to throw it to that particular receiver. Right. Some of them have two. Some of them have four. But it's if I just go out there and I say, okay, we're gonna run fifty protection for a five step drop, and we're running a one, two, three, which is a fly, a slant, and a curl. That's okay too. I mean, if you can execute it, if you can execute it, it doesn't matter. And if they can't defend it, then who cares? And all the intricacies, Kurt, are for somebody's ego. Sometimes. Now, if you can, if you have a quarterback who scored a 41 on the Wonder Lick, like, um, who was it? Who did the, uh, who did the Titans play this week? Minchow. Didn't no. Minchow? No not, no, not Minshew. Minshew? No, the Titans play the Lions. They played the week. Jacks. They played the Jaguars last, last week. Last week. Are you talking about last week or this week? Yeah. So I guess it was Sunday. 
I, I well, it was um, who started? Mark Glennon, yes, from Virginia. Glennon yeah. had a well. He's from Virginia. He scored a forty-one on the Wonderlick. That's a guy you can give three option routes to, you know. But ninety percent of the quarterbacks in the NFL can't can't comprehend that. Kurt Warner probably can because Kurt Warner played in four different types of offenses. Yeah. You know, he played in the arena. Well, he played where, arena ball where everything is compressed and you have to make those kind of decisions in a hurry. Exactly. Yeah. So there there are certain ways that you can talk about it. It just hit me wrong. It just it's a it it's annoying when again, like you said, it's just for somebody's ego. Or it's just because you can do it doesn't mean or you you needed to or had to doesn't mean someone else has to. Yeah, and for all of the lack of intricacies of the Ravens' offense, final score: Baltimore forty-seven, Cleveland forty-two. And we know how good that Cleveland defense is. We've seen it twice. Well, yeah. So that I mean, what what does that mean? It means that the AFL playoff picture is still AFC. The AFL, wow. Well, yeah, AFC. He wouldn't mm. wave. Sorry. <laughs> the, NF- wow. the NFL's AFC playoff picture is still up for grabs. I think the Chiefs clinched, the Steelers clinched, and that's it. And it could still go anywhere. The Titans and Colts are still. Vying for the division championship. Um, obviously, the Browns and Ravens are still now. The Colts have to win it outright, though, right? Because That's Because any tiebreaker goes to the Titans. Goes well, to the Titans. Yeah, because they've got the division record. Currently. Yeah. Um, well, they can't catch him. I mean, the Titans are what? Right, right, right. No, the, yeah. the, the Colts are two and four. They're done. Yeah. Um, so, the the – the Titans have the the tiebreaker, but I mean, all who it do takes the Colts is, have left? The Colts, um, because the Titans have Detroit this weekend, Green Bay, and Houston to go. Right. Okay. So I mean, I'm not sure what the Colts schedule is. I know they play the Raiders this week. Okay. But um, it. Again, this is a this is the Titans to lose. I mean, they they ha- they have it in in hand if they just take care of business. But Miami is currently in that seventh playoff spot, the the extra spot from this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens are right there at eight and five. Uh, looks like the Patriots are going to miss the playoffs. Most likely. It's all Cam's fault. <laughs> darn Auburn, Auburn quarterbacks. Um, And then, I mean, is Miami going to make the playoffs and they can't even decide who their quarterback is? Like, <laughs> it seems to be a good problem to have, though, because whoever Flores puts in there, they seem to play pretty well. It's like, okay, well, we'll just try Ryan this week. Goes off. Boom. Oh, uh, we're going back with Tua. Boom. Goes off. Yeah. My goodness. Maybe that's the thing because, you know, Fitzpatrick has never been able to put together a, a full season. season. 
But like, if we just play him every other week, <laughs> he plays great. So I don't know. It's wild. But, uh, but yeah, so right now it's again, chiefs Steelers. How about this? The Steelers were undefeated and now are not even the number one seed. Isn't that crazy? The Colts finish against Houston at Indianapolis this coming Sunday at Pittsburgh and against Jacksonville in Indy. So they could go two and one as well. And both those would be division wins if they get them, you know, in all likelihood. So they are nine and four right now. So, so they and the Titans are tied at nine and four right now. Yeah. Okay. And theoretically, but they get the Texans and the Jaguars. Yeah. Which are the two bottom teams in the division. Yeah. So, but they also have to play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So there's that. So we say all that to say this. The Titans just need to take care of business. It's my point is the AFC is wide open. Yeah. So I don't know. It's gonna be a mess as the season ends, as we all expected, because it's twenty twenty, right? Sure. All right, JP, let's take a quick break. And uh when we come back we'll talk cookies. Because they're delicious. Our top five homemade cookies. So no no Danish butter cookies, guys. No Girl Scout cookies. No Girl Scout cookies. Got to be homemade type cookies. On the other side of this break, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Who's Randolph? Run, run, Rudolph. That's Chuck. Huh? That's Chuck. <laughs> I can't. Is that one of the lost reindeer? I have no idea. Or is Randolph chasing Chuck? Run, run, Rudolph, that makes sense. <laughs> He's telling Rudolph to run, so Randolph yeah. must be chasing. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck may have gone somewhere he shouldn't have. Gone. <laughs> give me three steps. Give me three steps, mister. And you'll never see me no more. Yeah. Well, you know the song Backdoor Santa? Isn't that a... Um, oh. Well, hold up a minute. Yeah. How do you know Backdoor Santa and don't know Stroking? <laughs> I, my, my, my Christmas playlist is um, I go... 
Pandora, and I've I've found uh, Christmas Blues, and so backdoor Santa. Backdoor like Santa like is Lance a Carter, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, um, yeah, and the one that I hear the most though is from BB King. Okay. BB's version. Uh, there there are several, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's uh, I've heard it enough to where I I pay attention to the lyrics on Backdoor Santa. <laughs> it's hilarious. Perhaps and, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I wonder if Chuck Berry found himself in some. Similar, yeah, probably that could be more, it. Probably more than once. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Top five cookies. <laughs> yep. Oh man! All right. Again, top five homemade type cookies. I will let JP start off. All right. Uh, homemade cookies number five, macadamia nut. Hmm. I actually like, although I don't like nuts, I like macadamia nut cookies if they have white chocolate in them. Yeah, it's got yeah the white, the white chocolate, chocolate makes it with the cranberry. Oh, okay. And the yeah. macadamia nut. Okay, all right. That's not on my list, but it probably should be now. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna go. I know this sounds this is gonna sound weird, but uh, I like gingerbread. So that does sound weird. I, I like gingerbread cookies. That does sound weird. Who am I and what do I know? Exactly. That's my number five, gingerbread. My number five, and I kind of struggled with four and five actually because there's only three for me. But my number five would be like the pecan sandies, mm, the yeah. snowballs. I got you. Yeah. That that would be my number five. Not bad, not bad. Uh, number four, we've had them here from time to time. We have a one of our uh, staffers who brings them in from time to time. Peanut butter, peanut butter you, cookies. You, you're not gonna you're not gonna identify the chicken staff. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chicken man, chicken man. Just wanted to bring it out. Butter yep. cookies. <laughs> I think he was lobbying a moment ago in the break. He was. <laughs> My number four is uh, just a plain old sugar cookie. I love a sugar cookie, and uh, that's that's my number four. Sprinkles? Anything? Uh, you can put sprinkles on there. It doesn't really uh, you, matter. You just, I uh, sing any of it, but uh, sugar cookies. Just a warm sugar cookie. With, with you know, some like crystallized sugar on top. Okay. All right. My number four is, is the – it's typically peanut butter. That's what Jody makes anyway. With the Hershey's Kiss. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forget Kiss what those cookies. are called, but they – Yeah. Kind of like a little crater, mm-hmm. a yeah. little bed for the kiss. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, number three, chocolate oatmeal. Mm. Now, the, yeah, these are the ones that you just spoon the, drop mm-hmm. onto the parchment paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No baked cookies. Yeah. Uh, essentially, yeah. Mine's chocolate chip. Chocolate chip, number three. Just a regular old chocolate chip cookie. You guys. My number three is the one that um, the chicken man just brought just in brought a bit ago. The snickerdoodles. Yeah, it was the first cookie that I learned to make myself. We um, we made them in home ec when we were forced to take home ec in junior high school. And they're simple, and I like them. I guess they're simple. I'm simple. That's what a lot of that's people a lo- That's a lost class, home ec. Isn't it, though? Why did you take home ec? Because we had to. Oh, okay. 
I, I mean, it wasn't I, an elective for no, you. No, no, okay. this was in junior high. They were still telling you what classes to okay. take at that point. I was gonna say you, you could take it because you know you had some people you wanted to. So I could make my own clothes. Or? No, see. <laughs> So you get young adolescents. The, I know where you're going. To the girl that you yeah. might. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I know where you're going. Yeah. Look at the ratio. Yeah. Ratio's Horatio who? Horatio. <laughs> All right. Number, Poor Horatio. Number two. Number two is the snickerdoodle. Yes. And uh, the ones we just had were Top very, notch. very good. Top notch. Contra- controversial. Be the most controversial of the day. No question about it. Don't do it. Oh, it's, it's happening. Don't do it. Oatmeal raisin. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> and since JP hasn't mentioned it, it's probably going to be his number one. I we'll love see. oatmeal raisin. I love hate, it. I hate oatmeal raisin. It's like I was saying at, at my folks' house the other night. Oatmeal raisin cookies are the reasons I have trust issues. Yeah, because you think they're chocolate chips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I want all the oatmeal Those raisin. chips are raisins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two is chocolate chip. It's easy. All right, um, I decided I'm tired of trying to be the outlier. When we have these top five, I'm ready to win one of these Twitter polls. <laughs> I, I'm going chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. <laughs> hey, you're going to win it then. <laughs> Daddy needs a win. <laughs> My number one is Chicken Man's peanut butter. Those are good. The peanut butter cookie. It, that peanut. I, I like peanut butter cookies so much that even when I was on keto and couldn't use real sugar... I still made peanut butter cookies with like keto friendly fake sugar. And it was good. So peanut butter cookies number one. You cannot beat a warm, fresh out the oven peanut butter cookie. You can't. You can't. You can't do it. With the you know, you roll them up in the balls and then you use the fork, fork. to press them down and you got the cross hatches on it and nothing better. Oh. Nothing better. Guess what somebody's going to be doing this weekend? Making some peanut butter cookies for Mo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yep. All right, guys. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We have high school sports tonight. Basketball will be out and about around town. You can listen to Columbia Central right here. Or not right here, but on WKRM, our sister station, 103.7. They will be playing tonight and i will be out in town i assume mo will also be out and about somewhere and come up to us say hello we'd love to talk to you and uh make sure to wear your masks inside the gym Very try to important. make it during a dead ball if you can though. do something but, yeah but uh yeah wear your mask during inside the gym and all that sort of thing we, we would really appreciate it we'll be back tomorrow on these airwaves on 1017 fm as we are each weekday 9 to 11 a.m right here on wkom This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll see you next time. Stay cool, Columbia.